An elementary school class assignment asks the students to set your price for a slave. And an Arizona man registers a swarm of bees as emotional support animals. And a sex offender's wife owns and runs a daycare while the offender lives right next door. These are the weird stories for today, Wednesday. This is Weird AF News. I'm your host, Jonesy. Let's get into these weird stories. Maybe we'll learn something. And uh, yeah, I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Elementary school assignment asks the students to set your price for a slave. This happened in Missouri, St. Louis. A Missouri teacher was placed on administrative leave Monday after asking students to put a price on slaves as part of a homework assignment. A culturally insensitive assignment, officials have said from the school. The unidentified teacher at Blades Elementary School, located in St. Louis, gave a a class of fifth grade students the assignment last week. The assignment read, You own a plantation or a farm, and therefore you need more workers. You begin to get involved in the slave trade industry and have slaves work on your farm. Your product to trade is slaves. Set your price for a slave. And then there's a blank where you could put your price. These could be worth a lot, these slaves. You may trade for any items you'd like using your slaves. Wow, unbelievable. Could you ever imagine in 2019 a fifth grade teacher handing out an assignment like this? (laughs) I mean, we keep running into these instances again and again where the teachers are just, they're just batshit crazy. And they slip through the cracks and they end up passing down their whacked out point of view onto students, onto our children, the foundation of our culture. Wonderful. This is what happens when you don't pay your teachers, man. I'm telling you. I say this again and again. You don't pay your teachers, this is what you get. There's a way to fix this problem. Pay the teachers! (laughs) I mean, so many people decide, hey, you know what? I'm not going into the teacher industry based on the pay alone. You kidding me? Look at the numbers of what a public school teacher gets. Why would you go into that industry? You go into that industry when all else fails half the time. You know how many comedians I know? They go teach on the side just because they don't really require any credentials per se. You don't have to take a test. I think all you need is a college degree. My buddy Mike does it out here in California. He's like, for years, he was like, I'm just going to be a substitute on the side. It's easy. They don't. Now he's a teacher full time. He's. Should this guy be teaching people? I don't know. I mean, I like him, but these are the people we're getting teaching our students. I'm just saying. If I told you what Mike liked to do in his own home, you'd be like, wow, maybe not Maybe not have this guy in charge of our children. Jeremy Booker, the school's principal, sent a letter to the parents and the staff explaining the assignment was completed in school. In addition to asking the children to consider how plantation owners traded slaves, students were asked 11 other questions about trade and what prices they would set for such things as milk, cows, firewood, food, and oil, among other items. Okay, so it was an overall questionnaire trying to teach the children about the trade industry, but maybe leave the slave part out of it. I mean, I think they get the idea. Ooh, I can trade for milk, cows, firewood, food, and oil. I think that's enough. Six or seven things they can learn about the trading industry using that aren't human beings. (laughs) I'm not saying don't teach them that there was a thing called slavery. That's something I don't agree with either. Some people want to keep this sort of thing out of the history books. 
I think it's important to know where you come from. I think it's important to know about history. You can get appreciation of how far we've come. And we have come far, despite what's going on in Florida. But I think in this instance, you can, uh, you know, do away with this kind of assignment. <laughs> it's ridiculous. The president of the St. Louis County chapter of the NAACP, NAACP, John Bowman, called for a public apology following the assignment and said there's a need for some serious and immediate implicit bias, cultural bias, and cultural difference training. Yeah, sure, NAACP. Yeah, yeah. But is a, a public apology for enough? You know what I'm saying? I mean, the problem lies in where these, the pool of teachers that we have to choose from in this country, and it's unfortunate. Booker admitted that the assignment was culturally insensitive and added that the teacher has expressed significant remorse. The district is continuing to investigate this event. Also, I am working with district leadership to provide all Blades teachers and staff with professional development on cultural bias in the near future. We are working together to ensure all students and families feel valued and respected at the Blades Elementary. Yada, yada. They always have these, like, just, you know, these vanilla neutral, you know, letters that they send out to the press. It's like... Yeah, we get it. But you know what? I'm going to read in three months from now a teacher that, you know, did a bong rip in the middle of science class. <laughs> I mean, this just never ends. I mean, and I only know this because I'm doing Weird AF News that every month there's another story about some teacher doing out some whacked out shit. One parent named Angela Walker told the media she was shocked to find the assignment in her son's schoolwork folder and said, we have to be more culturally sensitive. Yeah, everybody knows we need to be more cultural sensitive. Got it. We can say get over a homework assignment. It's just a homework assignment. That was 100 years ago, she said. It was, but it's still someone else's family. Maybe there are people who don't see the wrong in it, but we need to be talking about it. Yeah, I think everybody sees the wrong in it, honey. We're going to sit around and pretend like, you know, like everyone needs to learn a lesson from this. We all know the lesson. The problem is you got morons in the school's teaching. (laughs) I did a story about a teacher selling weed to the students. You out of your mind? That's what's going on in these schools. We all know it's culturally insensitive. We all know it's wrong. You just got idiots, man. Idiots. That's the problem. And these idiots, a lot of times, are in in the front of the classroom. (laughs) Doling out their whacked point of view. Man, I'm so glad I don't have children. It's like, I mean, can I even raise children in this country? I'm so nervous. I really am. Public school frightens me. Frightens me. Of course, we should do a Kickstarter to get all the raise money and to get all the children out of public schools in the state of Florida, because you can imagine what's what's going on there. All right. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm kicking them while they're down. But anybody got children? You must be alarmed about this. What do you do with public school educations? How do you send your kid to a school? Like with a clear conscience, how do you do it? You better be checking their homework, by the way. Check it. You don't know what you're going to see on there. Oh, what is this homework assignment? Oh, they're teaching us word problems about um, how to sell meth. <laughs> Johnny has <laughs> Johnny has approximately seven ounces of meth. <laughs> has to get rid of it over the weekend. <laughs> uh, how many how many raves does Johnny have to go to to get rid of this meth? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm I, I'm joking about something I shouldn't. I hope I'm not being culturally insensitive. Forgive me. An Arizona man registers a swarm of bees as emotional support animals. <laughs> I can't even get it out without bursting out laughing at this ridiculousness. An Arizona man's emotional support animal is creating quite a buzz, the article says. 
David Keller thinks the application process to register an emotional support animal is way too easy, so he tried registering a swarm of bees as his service pet. Oh, I love it. He pranked him. He punked him. Turns out, guess what? It worked. <laughs> he told the media. A lot of people thought it was hilarious, and a lot of people were getting upset. Yes. To bring awareness to the issue that anyone could do this, he explains, it's pretty important. Yeah. He went on the website recently called USAServiceDogRegistration.com and successfully uploaded a random photo of a beehive as a service animal. <laughs> he wanted to bring awareness to the issue. Good job, buddy. He was inspired to go through the registration after seeing a service dog that was visibly untrained. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of that. In fact, I know somebody uh, in New York City who... Had a quote-unquote service dog. And he did it just so he could take his dog into any store or cafe or restaurant he wanted to go in. Because he just loves his dog and can't be without his dog. The dog is tiny, not a service dog. The dog couldn't, couldn't do anything for itself. But because he went and got the service thing, which is so easy to do, now he can take his dog into any store or cafe. Ridiculous. This guy Keller says, I could very easily tell that this was not a service animal, this dog, because it was pulling the owner to the parking lot. I, th I was thinking that it's just too easy to get these animals to be service animals. It's true. This guy's right. The website he used to register his swarm of bees is one of many that make the application process for emotional pets way too easy, experts say. Here's a quote from, I guess, an expert. Uh, they're very silly. They don't mean anything. You can go pay for a registry on one of these websites, and basically you're just paying for a piece of paper and to put a name on a list. This, is, this person's a service dog trainer. With registration so easy, how an animal acts is a better way to tell if it's worthy of this title. But that's not how the process works. Training is how you tell whether it's a service animal or not. Not by submitting some information on a website. And not all animals can be trained, by the way. Only dogs and miniature horses may be used as service animals according to federal law. Yeah, I didn't realize these miniature horses are a thing. But yeah, apparently they can be trained and used. And now they're allowed on planes. Miniature horses are, are allowed on planes as emotional support animals. That's crazy to me. If I ever saw a miniature horse on a, on a plane, I would lose my... Many other species are currently given the title. However, in, in, including a squirrel, a peacock, a monkey, and an alligator. <laughs> the article says that miniature horses remain cleared to fly as service animals, although emotional support dogs in tutus were recently booted off a flight after showing signs of distress. Ooh, I didn't know about this dog in a tutu. Your emotional support dog, you put a tutu on. Doesn't that just take away from the seriousness of your emotional support animal? How are they going to take you serious getting on a flight when you have a dog in a tutu? No, this is my emotional support tutu dog. Oh, really? Yeah, the dog can't do anything, but I just look at the dog. It has a tutu, and I laugh, and I forget about my problems. Okay, cool. And I have to take, I get to take fewer pills. It's making people believe that all animals are service animals when they're not, and there's a clear difference. That's what this website is doing, says that dog trainer. And I agree. Some purportedly trained service pets have actually mauled children and airline passengers in the past. Restauranteurs, though, still face hefty fines for refusing individuals with service animals. Yeah, and that's why my buddy got one in, in New York. Registered his little dog as a service animal so he could go to these restaurants. I mean, it was just it's just ridiculous. I'm like, dude, you're scamming everybody. Okay, I'm not above a scam myself, okay? I'm not the most you know, innocent individual out there. But oh man, if he's doing it, how many people are doing it? If you can register a beehive, I mean, what can't you register? You register your rat? Goodness gracious. I bet you can go and and, and register your, uh, what's that called when you... Um
Like you have a taxidermied llama or something. Some taxidermied pet that you used to have that's no longer alive. This is my emotional support parrot. I need a separate seat on the plane. Could you please make it work for me? I can't get on a plane without my emotional support taxidermied parrot. And my swarm of bees. Could you... <laughs> Don't worry, everyone. I'm putting my swarm of bees up in the upper, the upper compartment. So... <laughs> They'll only swarm if you open it, okay? If you open the compartment, so please keep that one closed. We can't have these swarm of bees running all over the place now, can we? Got to keep them intact for my next connecting flight, because I'm a crazy person. <laughs> we got to get some laws, though. We got to crack down on these emotional support animals. It's just ridiculous. You know? Look, at I get it. People want to feel good. Jeez, you know? There's things that make me feel good, though, that I don't feel the need to subject others to okay have some decency and just get it together you know what i'm saying i mean if you need an emotional support peacock to accompany you to a job interview just get it together in your life <laughs> i'm sorry i'm losing my mind today this the world is making me lose my mind it's just a level of idiocy out there i just Ah, blood pressure, baby. This podcast is going to make me go over the top with the blood pressure. I'm so frightened of it. A sex offender's wife owns and runs a daycare while the offender lives right next door. How did this slip through the cracks? Batavia, New York. How is a sex offender's wife able to run a daycare while the offender lives next door? Have you wondered? Yeah, I'm wondering right now as I read this. 27 Pearl Street in Batavia is home to Ronnie Coy a registered level two sex offender. I don't know about these levels. What's level two? Um, is that when you've only offended one person? I don't know. How does this work? Right next door to Ronnie, just feet away, is the Teddy Bear Child Care. Oh, wonderful. Good place for a daycare. Right next door. Good old Ronnie. Level two. Beep, boop, boop, beep. The Teddy Bear Child Care is uh, owned by Marsha Coy, Ronnie Coy's wife. <laughs> Come on. Oh. My goodness. How do you even... How you, you run a daycare and you marry a sex offender? How does that even work? I mean, obviously she didn't scrutinize his values. I like that we have exactly the opposite values in life, which is why I married you. Well, the media went and knocked on the daycare's door this week trying to get some information from Coy herself. Instead, they slammed, she slammed the door on them. She said she's not interested. <laughs> I'm not interested in your questions about my sex offender boyfriend who's, who's actually right there next to the children. <laughs> A search of the New York State Sex Offender Registry, which is easy to do, shows that Ronnie Coy was arrested by the FBI. He was convicted on child porn. Child porn. Huh. Of all the sex offenses, too, it's child porn next to a daycare? Oh, out of your mind. The paperwork shows that the Teddy Child Bear Care was registered two years after Ronnie was convicted of this child pornography. So right around the same time. <laughs> it was <laughs> unbelievable. The state official of Child and Family Services knew and has known about Coy's crime and conviction. A spokesperson explains, OCFS re restricted the provider's license by requiring a letter by prominently posted... A letter be prominently posted at her program stating that Mr. Coy is prohibited from being on premises under any circumstances. 
So she just has to put up a letter in the daycare that he's not allowed on the premises. Meanwhile, the guy's 14 feet away on his porch. Is that how you handle this? Office of Child and Family Services. I'm glad you're on top of everything. Wow. Unbelievable. You're so strict. <laughs> oh, thanks for making the kids feel so safe. How do you sleep at night? You work for this place. I want to know that. The state hasn't inspected the facility since August when there wasn't a single violation found by the inspector. Oh, no, not a single violation. No, a sex offender about 20 feet away eating beef jerky, staring out the window like a weirdo (laughs) in a trench coat. Nothing weird to see here. It's just a sex offender next door who was convicted of child pornography. (laughs) Don't worry, but he's 18 and a half feet away from the teddy bear daycare. It's okay, right? It's okay. He can only see and look over here. Yeah, the invisible force field that's keeping him from going over there, sure. (laughs) Oh, his wife's an idiot, too. What an idiot. They asked the OCFS how the daycare is monitored. How do you monitor daycares over there? Well, not well. A spokesperson says they inspect this daycare like any other. They show up unannounced several times a year. They've not received any complaints about this daycare. Several times a year? You haven't been since August, so I don't think that's several times a year. You mean like twice a year, maybe? More like it? You probably don't have the budget. I don't blame them. These organizations have very small budgets. But you can do simple things. You know, like like tackle the obvious. Don't allow a daycare to operate within feet of a registered child porn sex offender. That's pretty simple. You don't have to go, you know, buck wild to get that done, I'd imagine, you know? How about you get in touch with the people who, uh, you know, are running these sex offender registries, state things, and make up? Yeah, how do you even let this guy live next to a, a child daycare? He was there first, I, I think. And then the question is, how do you let a, a daycare spring up next to a guy like this? Oh, I don't even know what you. Does anybody know how this works? I have no idea. I admit, I'm very naive about the <laughs> New York State child sex offender daycare proximity rules. <laughs> But I would imagine the house next door is not allowed. It shouldn't be. You're out of your mind over there. <laughs> I can't. I can't get through the day today. Oh, I need whiskey so bad right now. So bad. I just I just can't. I just can't. Guys, please send whiskey. Whew, I'm glad we got through all that, guys. Um... I just drank a couple Coronas, so I'm feeling I'm feeling okay to do the outro. <laughs> the blood pressure's lowered, and I feel a lot better about life. Okay, good times, good times. Uh, by the way, if you want to send me some booze, I'll, I'll give you my address. Just, just email me funnyjones at gmail dot com. <clears throat> I want to thank everybody for listening until the very end of the of the podcast. Please share the podcast, tell a friend if you enjoy it, um, give me a rating or a re- review. That's always helpful, and subscribe if you haven't already. Um, yeah, we do this five days a week, so maybe you want to subscribe and uh, listen to my annoying voice five days a week and my amazing singing. Ta-da-da! As always, you can call the show, 646-450-2012. I always love to hear from people. If any of these stories pissed you off as well, please call the show. Let me know. Just vent. Feels good. Feels good to vent into your phone. <laughs> I do it all the time. Also, on Instagram, I'm at Funny Jones. On Twitter, at Funny Jones. And on Facebook, Comedian Jonesy. Uh, join the Patreon where I just put up a a poll. Um, I asked my patrons to vote on the weirdest Florida story 
Florida Friday story of the year. And I had about uh, 16 to 20 choices on there. Hilarious. Hilarious titles. Hilarious stories. And we're voting on over there. But you got to join the Patreon to be a part of that. You also get bonus episodes as well, though. And I just put one out with my comedian friend, Chris Clark. Chris Clark. Chris Clark. Chris Clark, we recorded in Vegas. I put that up. I'm going to do another one with my buddy Dave Neal, of course, as I always do um, in a few days. So, yeah, bonus episodes. You get at least two of them a month. Other things as well. I put up a video of a weird joint that I went to in the desert of Joshua Tree. So you get videos as well. Pretty cool spot. Patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Support the show. Support me. It's the holidays, baby. Hope you're staying warm. Hope you're with your loved ones. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, Bye-bye.